It is a period of lunchtime. Older bloggers striking from across the USA have won their first victory against the evil podcast Empire. During the battle, lunch crew spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the App Store, a global repository of software with enough power to destroy an entire day. Pursued by early-onset Alzheimer's, Prince Brandon races home aboard a starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save the podcast and restore freedom to the galaxy. walking carpet out of my way sorry all right everybody welcome to episode whatever uh back from 14 one four yeah yes 14 this has been firmly in the middle of double digits now yeah we this could be our uh midlife crisis maybe with the way we're going it's gonna take another three years to get to the 20s that's true that's very true (laughs) so uh a lot of interesting things have been happening in the world of games first and foremost uh I think I'm the only console gamer here, right? You guys don't play PS4 or Xbox or any of that. I play my Switch a lot, actually. Right. No, I said console games. Um, what? <laughs> what is that, a uh, mobile platform or something? Yeah, it, it Switch is a tablet, man. It's just, a, I mean, it's great system. I have a Switch as well, and I, I've been playing the Super Mario Brothers University, which was a lot of fun, but is a lot of fun. No, I mean, like, uh, PS4 or an Xbox, uh, have, you, guys, you guys play... Can you play uh, PC or board games? And and Brandon, I know you play PC and Switch games, right? So I'm the only one who plays anything else. Okay. Well, then we'll start with the one that's cross-platform, which is Rage 2. That comes out soon. I'm kind of interested in it. It looks like a cross between Doom, Borderlands, and Castle Wolfenstein. I looked at Rage 2 and dismissed it outright. It does not look like my kind of game to me. It does not look. It does not look fun. And with all the the wonderful things they've gone with microtransactions on there, I, I've just decided to stay away. They've, oh, um, yeah. There's a there's a thing out there about wizard codes, which are basically the cheat codes that you're supposed to be able to, you know, just put in if you look up on Google cheat codes for Rage Two. Um, you're supposed to be able to, you know, be able to just put them in, like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, blah, blah, blah. Sure. They charge for those. <laughs> What? so um i was like you know what i'm gonna stay the hell away from this fucking game <laughs> so wow yeah so i wonder if uh that kind of thing uh in addition to all the other beth's beth soft stuff was one of the reasons why like uh carmack left and all that kind of stuff so it could be but that that's why i, I pretty much just dismissed rage 2 right out i was like as soon as i heard that i was just like i'm sorry you're not gonna charge me for cheat codes if i feel first of all in a single player game, if I feel like cheating, I'm going to cheat. It, right. that's, that's how I feel. Rage 2, if you're going to charge me for cheat codes, are you out of your fucking... First of all, in a single player game, you're going to charge me for anything besides the base game. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> and expansion packs. I'll, well, I'll is it going to be like Borderlands style semi play with your friends at all? Because I mean, that that's what I always... My impression of the Rage franchise is it was their version of like a Borderlands game anyway, so... Um, I don't know if it's multiplayer at all, honestly. Let me. I don't uh, think it is. Wow. Yeah. If it. Okay. Yeah. If it's one hundred percent single player, not. I'm gonna Google this. 
on a side note, while you guys are Googling Rage 2, by the way, the only reason why I'm truly interesting in it, interested in it is the main character is voiced by a voice artist that I really enjoy. So I think it's going to be a rental for me. Uh, it says single player. Thank you. Yep. So, so I'm I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in it at all. It's uh, not not that it's single player because I love single player games. Um, it's just that it it just doesn't. yeah. If you're going to micro trans a single player game, yeah. So like I said, it'll, it'll be a rental. Now the other game that currently is on pause in the background while we're recording, um, it's on the PS4 for me is a game called Days Gone, which is an interesting take on the open world zombie survival game. I'm not certain I like it. Um, that's the uh, motorcycle one, isn't it? You're a yes, biker. It is. It's yeah. voiced by, uh, uh, what's his name? Darth, uh, Darth little kid. Um, <laughs> Starkiller. Um, yeah, Starkiller. Starkiller is the main protagonist. Are you talking like from from uh, uh, Force Unleashed? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's where I heard the voice from, and that's Sam Witwitter is the voice of Starkiller, also the oh. voice of the main protagonist in in Days Gone. Days Gone actually is a, is a is an interesting game. Um, it, I, it I've, I've heard bad things about its shooting mechanics. Yeah, it's awful, but okay. it's like <laughs> I can't it's tell if it's awful because it's awful or because I'm that bad at it. Um, however, the melee stuff is pretty meaty. Uh, it definitely feels like. They are trying to do uh, uh, the Last of Us, mm-hmm. and, or 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 even um, a Rockstar style stuff, and kind of hits the mark, but it's just off enough that it's not quite there. Like the the voice acting is top notch, but the voice direction kind of seems a little off. Like uh, the main character, his body language doesn't match his vocal. I mean, he'll he'll go from being rage to uh, you know not within a few seconds it's it's a little uneven in that way okay moving on from that i still think it's a good rental rage 2 is definitely going to be a rental for me for the console and uh let's talk about borderlands 3 do we have to (laughs) um i'm looking forward to it but with each passing day a little less because uh the ceo of the company that makes borderlands uh randy pitchford is a dumpster fire of a ceo i believe that is my personal opinion, because uh, he got into it with a former employee and voice actor of one of the more, well, I don't want to say popular, but one of the more <laughs> vocal vocal uh, characters, um, a little robot called Claptrap, who is uh, the mascot for the series. Yeah, uh, apparently David Eddings, who was a, a chief, a C-level executive, got fired or left or something, and now there's a huge Twitter war both uh, uh, Randy Pitchford and Borderlands 3 are not, I'm sorry, the company that Gearbox uh, are not coming out looking all that good in this. And it kind of makes me a little sad. Okay. Uh, hey, I got a question for you, uh, Brandon. How is how is Division 2? Um, Division 2 is a great game. I, I enjoy it uh, immensely. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. How, <laughs> when you play it, how is Division 2 currently? Um, my current views on Division Two are not really all that changed. Uh, it is a fantastic oh, game. I didn't I say that. views. I know, there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys spent like uh, three months talking it up. Are yeah, you still playing it? I I have not played it in a week. Um, I haven't played it in a week because um, a particular exotic um, I need the blueprint for, and that mm-hmm. mission hasn't showed up in rotation, and it's a weekly rotation, so. Yeah, okay. 
that's that is pretty much the thing that I want, and I it hasn't showed up yet, so I haven't played. I this there's no point in me hopping in. You, and can, play. you can still do it without that mission showing up, right? Or no, you need no, to get you it. Can't you have to get it? Yes, you have to get it. It has to be a uh, um, invaded mission in the weekly rotation for it to count for the blueprint. So it and that's not happening. So I'm like, I don't feel like fucking playing. <laughs> I. Uh... I, I understand. I wish I had as good a reason as you, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You just, you pretty much just stopped. You stopped like a week before I did though. Yeah. Well, it's not because I don't enjoy the game. I do. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. The drive to play the game isn't there. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't get it because it's still a very exciting game. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know why, uh, Jeff isn't playing, uh, division two anymore. No, is what? it because of what's on the script, Ken? Yes, yes, it is. A legitimate lead-in, and that was unscripted. <laughs> City of Heroes Homecoming. So City of Heroes, a little bit of background for everyone, including Patrick and uh, Brandon. I don't know if you played City of Heroes when it came out or you were familiar with it. I did not, but okay. I am familiar with it as a superhero MMO. Yep, yeah. So it was a superhero MMO from uh, NCSoft. Um, it was released in... 05 and they shut it down in 12 into the very typical MMO life cycle where it went free to play because of a declining subscriber base and all that good stuff. So anyway, um, the community of city heroes is one of those weird communities that really pined for it over the years. And after the release of, uh, sorry, after the shutdown, there was a, a bunch of people that went and tried to find ways of basically running private servers. Now, uh, there's all kinds of people that have been running private servers for MMOs and stuff like that and reverse engineering. But uh, earlier this month, being May, they apparently leaked and have basically owned up to uh, running uh, a publicly available private City of Heroes server that they're calling City of Heroes Homecoming. It's uh, it's actually kind of interesting because they are fairly high profile and apparently they haven't been sued into oblivion yet. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens from this. And uh, like as of this minute, uh, they have almost 6,000 people playing on like five different public shards. And it's actually kind of interesting. And uh, apparently the official uh, thing from NCSoft is uh, no comment. And they haven't been, like I said, they haven't been sued into oblivion. Uh, They finally got around to forming like an LLC to keep these servers running and doing donations. They're very transparent about it. And it's actually kind of amazing and uh yeah they got more people playing it than uh, elite dangerous right now so 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 nc soft has said nothing right i believe so i haven't dug too deep into what their perspective is but some of the older articles like when that basically first got leaked and you can go and you can like there's a a complete how-to like go here click here create an create an account on our servers and then you install it and then you download the client and you run it and that's all you need um the uh, official statement that I had from that I saw from NCSoft uh, back then is basically like, yeah, we have we have nothing to say about it, like none at all, which is really unusual. It is. Uh, it's it not is. even a uh, our lawyers are looking at it or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, no, yeah, like uh, plausible deniability is like where they seem to be. Like we don't, we're not acknowledging it exists, and we don't have to do anything because of that. So it it uh it'll be really interesting to see if it uh they get sued into oblivion or not. So uh, they'll probably just be forced to take down it or take it down. 
Um, yeah. Well, so here's the other thing is, right, they released the uh, private server code, which was a, a big project from the uh, SCORE team. The uh, was it what do they call themselves? The Secret Cabal of Reverse Engineers, <laughs> you know, because they're fancy like that. Uh-huh. Superhero team name thing, right? So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty much it's out in the open now. So they can they can issue a takedown to the organized uh, public servers. But that doesn't keep people from running their own private servers now, and that was that was a big thing for many years. So, it, you know, it's five, uh, five, five. I can't do math. Seven years later or so, uh, yeah, it's it's basically out in the open. And yeah, but the but the private servers aren't aren't something that's that's new in the MMO space. No, not at all. Um, I used to play on a first of all, I used to play on a WoW private server, which was a terrible idea. Um, and then we played on a uh, Star Wars Galaxies private server which was fantastic, except it crashed all the time. <laughs> which is a problem with private. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the crashing all the time was the problem with the uh, legitimate Galaxy yeah, exactly. servers, too. <laughs> so. so it was like going home. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's that authentic uh, retail experience. Exactly. But um, the, the my only my only big issue with the private servers was, you know, I'm going to dump all this time in and then you know, what if the server just disappears one day? So, yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, for the COH homecoming stuff, it's fairly well structured and they're, they're getting, they're an organized group. So it's not like, uh, they're not going to disappear one day because their mom turned their router off, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and they're being very transparent about like they, they accepted some donations for a finite amount of donation to cover their incurred hosting fees and their fees for the next month. And then they stop donations. Oh wow! And I think uh, if if Jeff was telling me accurately, they met their donation goal of like sixty five hundred dollars. Not a lot for a donation kind of thing, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, inside ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, that. it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see where it shakes down in a month or two. So or- here here's here's what I've done in my little bit of time while you were explaining. Mm-hmm. I did a little research, and apparently. <clears throat> A ruling from the Librarian of Congress in 2018 theoretically theoretically made the preservation of abandoned MMOs marginally easier by allowing archivists to run them on their own server. Oh. Only if they acquired the server code legally. Well, if you're reverse engineering the server code, you're creating it, so you've got it legally. So it sounds like IP to me. Well, if you you crack into the whole thing, yeah. But nonetheless, it looks like um, that that doesn't necessarily, the reason why NCSoft isn't really talking is because there probably isn't any way for them to say, yeah, legal or not without, and they're seeing, and and you know what? It might be one of those things where like uh, NCSoft's talking about City of Heroes 2. Why not develop some buzz with the old one, some goodwill? So it looks like it's been a month from this day to when this came out live and, and it's four weeks is a, is a long time in the, in the a life cycle of something like this. So, yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see where going forward, whether they uh, end up getting sued into oblivion or what, but they're, yeah, I know, I know a lot of us that uh, played city in the back in the day are pretty happy and we're, we're in alt fever right now, you know, making all kinds of stupid characters because why not? Yeah. And hey, you know, uh, uh, Marvel just ended up there 10 years of uh, nine years or 11 years or however many years of uh, of movies. So uh, uh, superheroes are pretty hot right now. Yep. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Endgame spoilers ahead, by the way. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't planning on it, but uh, okay. 
No, no, no. I wouldn't spoil that. That that's that's punch worthy offense. So yeah, that's yeah. So right now, let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh today's title or today's uh topic. Uh a long time ago in a lunchroom far away. Yes, everyone, we're talking about Star Wars games. <sighs> <laughs> I, 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 I first off before we really get into the nitty-gritty there's a lot to unpack here because we're gonna be talking about video games um and what's interesting is uh there's a thing called legends and there's a thing called canon and canon is what has accepted as actual real stuff that uh, reflects what we see in the movies in that world now legends is all it's like fan fiction once upon a time the majority, if not all, of Legends was canon. So, was it really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought they called it EU, the the expanded universe, or whatever. Yeah. And I, Which it was, was still, it was all canon. All okay. canon. Uh, well, not all of it was canon, but mm, well, I'd say a good a good fair well, chunk of it was canon. Hey, they you know tried what? their best. Video game wise, all of the video games were canon. Yep. They had canon endings and and stuff like that. Everything was set up, and it was always the light side ending. That was the canon ending in every single one of the video games. Okay. Which made no sense in the, um, uh, never mind. We'll, we'll get to that. (laughs) Sorry. I'm jumping way ahead. Yeah. Everything that is not part of current movies, Disney has decided, nope, it's not, not good. So all that stuff is, is you're playing around in the world of, uh, Star Wars, but you're not actually doing anything that makes a difference to the, the, the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the main IP, if you will, intellectual right. property. Exactly. So now there are there are that means all but four video games that have the Star Wars name in it, and including pinball games, are not canonical. The it's easier to mention which four are Battlefront, Battlefront, Battlefront Two, Battlefront Two, and Star Wars Uprising. That's that's five, sir. Well, you said Battlefront like five times. So I know I because there's the original Battlefront <laughs> and then they remade Battlefront and then they, there's the original Battlefront 2 and then they remade Battlefront 2. Technically, they're the same games, but they just have more. It's it's the Madden effect, mm-hmm. which is re-released the same game, but better graphics. But I mean, still, uh, I, I just never understood the concept of releasing it with the exact same title for the exact same type of gameplay. And yeah, it was what, five, ten years later or whatever. Same. But the thing is, you got to look at it and realize that it's the exact same game with different graphics. So therefore, creativity is not their strong front. So of course, they're going to name it the same thing. Well, well, I think that's a given. That's dice. That's dice right there. Dice in a nutshell. Well, it's <laughs> not just dice. That's, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. FIFA 2015. FIFA 2016. FIFA well, 2017. Well, FIFA so those 2018. Are inherently different. No, 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 no. Yeah, those FIFA, are inherently different. FIFA is different. Yeah. FIFA is different. It's FIFA. soccer. Yes, and it's the same thing. It also has it also has iterative changes, doesn't it? Soccer changes. The rules in soccer change year per year. Maybe I'm getting a little too uh, close to home. What I'll say is, uh, we could do uh, football, American football, and Madden mm-hmm. 2015, and Madden 2016, and Madden 2017, and the changes that have been made are database side. Exactly. Let's go back to Star Trek. Star Trek? <laughs> Did you just say Star Trek? <laughs> Someone's been reading it in the script. Okay, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. 
with only two hosts next time. I'm going to go play in traffic <laughs> next week talking about Star Wars. <sighs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. So it just, it here, here we go. I, 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 this is one of the things to, about fandom and this is a really great point. Fandom really is uh, rabid about their thing. Um, the, the Star Wars fans are that way. Uh, FIFA fans are that way. Uh, uh, Madden fans. It's, it's just they're really rabid about it, which is why I think the publisher decides to do what they do, which is to repack the game and and send it back out with slight changes, just enough for the fans to be able to say, no, 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 no. It's a completely different game. It totally justifies the $60 price every year instead of just downloading a new roster. And yeah, set. I, I kind of agree, but, but I, I think we're, we're going the off the rails a bit here. So yeah, a little bit. Well, we can talk about that later. So uh, <laughs> one thing, one thing that I do have to under, have to ask is, uh, is in Battlefront, you can have uh, episode one armies fighting episode, well, I guess eight armies. So how can that be canon having uh, the droid army fighting the resistance army or having, having, um, well, I think those parts are not canon. It's just, you don't a, say, yeah, one shit. but those, those parts are for, um, Anakin fighting Darth Vader. What? <laughs> Stop punching yourself. Stop punching yourself. Well, they do that. You know, they do that just to to spice up the the story. So it's not it's not an actual thing. It's just like a what if. Those are. But I, I would kind of agree with the. But that's what Legends is. Game yes, canon. it is. Now certain battles that they have are canon in in Battlefront. Not the whole of the game is. Canon. Let me let me bring up this idea of even a blind squirrel can find a nut. Well, you know what? I think I think we're now got just enough salt on the table to go to the intermission. <laughs> Okay. Don't you think? That way we um, can get into today's topic? Sure. I, I, or or do we still want to argue some more? Because we can do that. That's fun. I thought the whole point of the show was to argue. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we have, <laughs> we have a, a set script we follow. Guys, what's up with the script today? I don't know. I checked it. Oh, no. Wait a minute. The game is not on today? What the shit? <laughs> okay. I will find it. <laughs> Wait, who's playing, by the way? The U.S. women. Oh, is this a okay. canon game? A canon game? Okay. Or is it Legends? <laughs> well, the U.S. women are significantly better than the men, so it's definitely canon. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right. So, yeah, we'll go into intermission, and we'll uh, <clears throat> reconvene in a few moments. It comes on at fucking midnight. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening, and hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as uh, we left you, uh, Brandon was discovering that uh, he was going to have to stay up late tonight to watch soccer which is perfectly in point with our today's topic what went wrong with the star wars franchise a lot and why can jedi not turn into animals was that ever really a thing no but this goes in so a long time ago in a galaxy far far away at a at a party a long yeah it was one of those drunken revelations that uh 
that I had, and I'll share with everyone since uh, Patrick made a point of putting in as a bullet point. Oh, now Uh, we're following the script. (laughs) Yeah, well, now we're following the script. So it occurred to me at some point that Jedi or Force users in general are actually proto-space vampires. Proto-space vampires because it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Vampires because of 95% of the things that vampires and Jedi are, you know, supposed to be due by rumor or reputation. They can both do, you know, they they both have like super speed. They can, uh, you know, do powers of suggestion. It, it's a bloodborne illness and all this other good stuff, right? So, so. wait, why did you say that? Did you come up with this after a Phantom Menace or before? Uh, yes, it probably would have been after Phantom Menace, which was what? 35 years ago now or something? 1999, I I believe, yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. Still looks terrible. Pre-Y2K. Yeah, that would have been about right. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it was one of those things that, uh, you you know, you you go on this rant once and it can never be reproduced authentically again. Uh, It is the homage to the rant. It is not the rant itself because the rant was too awesome. So, uh yeah, the, the you know what though to be honest with you, uh, the Potos, proto space vampire theory is uh, fairly accurate. So why why is it a matter of of why can't they turn into animals? Because what, that's what, like the one thing that uh, uh, I don't want to say classic as in like literary Bram Stoker, but maybe he did. I actually I've never read Dracula, um, but I've seen lots of the other derivative works because they're really hard to escape. So that's one of the things that vampires can do that Jedi cannot is they can turn into bats or wolves or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Would you really so want I can't... A, a Jedi to be able to turn into a Wookiee? Yes. I've never thought of it before, but now I'm like, there are Jedi Wookiee, or that were at least at some point in the canon, <laughs> there were Wookiee Jedi. A, a Jedi I Ewok. Still. I, see, look, listen here. I, a Jedi Tauntaun or a Jedi that became a Tauntaun. That would be disgusting. Hey, speaking of split open by a lightsaber. What? <laughs> hey, hey, What's the temperature of the inside of a tauntaun? Oh boy, lukewarm, uh, lukewarm, and nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. That was okay. So that was a horrible joke. Yes, awesome. uh, guys. What was the what was the earliest uh, Star Wars video game you can remember playing? Star Wars for Atari. The one with the Jedi saber thing. It just looked uh, like a bunch of blocks going across the screen. That's all I really, really remember. Well, that's you just you described <laughs> Atari games in general. <laughs> yeah, I believe they're I believe they're called sprites. <laughs> there was a. I I thought back in the day, since there was not many, uh, you know, pixels, they were called sprout. But uh, yeah. a, a single sprout on your screen. The um, yeah, there was a lightsaber on the bottom and a lightsaber on top, and the little little shooting droid went back and forth, and you had to try to oh the training swing your, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, no, so I played at least once, but I, when I was a kid, I watched p- other people play video games more than I played them myself, more because they didn't have enough quarters to feed the machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the old star wars uh stand-up that was basically like a trench run game yes yes so i I was lucky enough that was the first one i ever played but i was lucky enough to actually have it as one where you sat inside and it had surround sound and it was just absolutely amazing sound you mean stereo (laughs) stereo speakers behind you yes yeah yes actually that's not necessarily true because you would have the music and everything from in front of you and then you would have use the force from behind you Oh, um, so okay. yeah, it is probably left speaker were front and right speaker was back. Um, but it was, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, I remember that it was black and green, uh, vector graphics mm-hmm. and just oh, very simple. 
possible. Absolutely amazing with John Williams music uh, playing. Just I felt like I was in the trench run as well. Just but the, very cool. The first one that I like really remember playing um, was uh, X-Wing. Mm, yes very X-Wing. good X-Wing yes love that game that, which yeah the which, whole series yeah even even today is still uh my shining example of what I want in a space fighter simulator game there was one um in the I want to say the mid 90s that I liked close enough to it uh, what the hell was the name of it it was for um well I had it for PC but I believe it was for N64 or 2 um Star Fox do a barrel not roll Star Fox obviously because not <laughs> Star Trek games you know, the more you talk, Brandon, the more I'm beginning to realize I don't even know who you are. Uh, it's just funny to do. Um, oh, what the heck was the name of it? Star Starfighter? Um, it came Star- out. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. No, oh, wait. No. What was the one from that movie? Uh, uh, I think the name of the movie is the name Last of the game. Starfighter? The Last Starfighter. Was it that game? No, obviously. Death oh, Blossom. Oh, um, yeah. Death. Rogue Squadron uh-huh. is the game that I'm actually talking about. But that is a Star Wars game. Yes, I know. I'm saying okay. that game um, it was was my second to Star Wars, um, uh, uh, the freaking Tie Fighter. That was the the game that I I liked Tie Fighter a lot. It was amazing. But okay, I I did, I did. you want to know why I didn't like Tie Fighter? Why? Because the Tie Fighters had shields. Okay. Tie fighters don't have shields. That was the whole point of them because they had so many pilots, and the tie fighters themselves were so cheap. They just they were basically disposable. Mm-hmm. So okay, to to nerd out for a minute, there are certain tie fighters that do have shields. Yes. Tie interceptors. I understand. Tie advance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tie advance. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uh-huh. personal favorite, not technically a fighter, was the uh, I think they call them assault shuttles. Where they're yes, the, the, class the shuttles that looks like the the BMW symbol, right? With the anyway, sorry, enough of that. So Rogue Squadron, uh, I never played that one. Okay, um, like I said, it was it's just a bit more on rails than than Star um, uh, Star Wars X-Wing? Tie Fighter. No, you got Tie Wing, Tie Wing, Tie Fighter X Wing. Yeah, X Wing versus um, Yeah. So so like I said, it's just it's just a bit more on rails. Now, um, obviously, uh, uh, the battles that it has are, are just significantly smaller, but it's it's more. It, it pretty much showed off the power of the N64 at the time. And I I was huge into it. Now, the, the issue that gets me is that there are only four games and they are player versus player games that don't necessarily move any plot forward. But the ones that really get me are the ones from the Old Republic era. That would include the MMO and that includes the Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Yeah, uh, those are those are consistently some of the top rated games ever and i loved loved kodor one and kodor two yeah um i think i have to disagree with you sir why ones that i am most lamenting the loss of their canonality or whatever (laughs) the lego games no oh jedi knight games yeah kyle katarn man katarn yeah and and jane Jane. oh yes all of them yeah, yeah but I, go? I think I think Coder One is probably the one that's the most referenced in other games, though, isn't it? Because well, you see, you see like Revan and and all that like pop up and all kinds of other stuff now. Well, that's like, because he was like ridiculously powerful. That's because he was ridiculously popular. Um, yeah. The the Kyle Katarn. I mean, if they made if they made well, they 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 really couldn't once the movie started to come out. 
they really couldn't make anything in the Jedi Knight era because that's Luke with his academy training all the different Jedi Knights. Um, so all the all of the Jedi Knight stuff pretty much had to go. But it's okay, none of that happened. Yeah, exactly. But still, I miss I miss um, what is it Jedi Academy. That was yeah. my one of my favorite games. I modded the crap out of that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I I played the crap out of JK two and JKA. Uh, I probably have already told this story, but I actually used to play uh, capture. Ca- they had a version of capture flag called capture the Yasalamari, which basically why you have the flag, you can't use any of your force powers, which is a big deal if you're all a bunch of Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I for some reason I just played with it in German language. So like and perpetually burned in my mind is their Rota team had the Yosaramari Gestol, which is saying, hey, the other team has your flag, go get it kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of those memories, right? It's just burned in my brain. Uh, but no, the, the JK series were great. I do kind of wish they did more with just traditional dark forces, which is a little, I mean, you you had force force powers in dark forces, but they weren't as prevalent as they are when uh, you know JK JK two JKA. I mean, you know what's interesting? Kyle Katarn too, also wasn't it? I think so. I think it was. He might but have been unnamed. I can't what's, remember. What's interesting is that some of that stuff has shown up in the new movies, uh, the Dark Forces, which had a bunch of different types of stormtroopers, and there are in the in um, uh, Rogue One. Yeah, the, he had uh, the architect or the project director had a bunch of uh, uh, special stormtroopers with him. So, you know, I mean, the 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 modern storytelling is taking stuff from before. But one of the biggest problems I think that get introduced with the non-canonical games, the legends, was their take on the force. And, and I'm going to bring it back to the 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 Old Republic style stuff because Knights of the Old Republic introduced a, a character by the name, I think his name was Jolie Bindo. Oh, yes. Who, for all intents and purposes, seemed to be pushing an idea that there was a light side, a dark side, and then his side, which was a gray, a neutral, right in the middle. And it never developed. And he was an awesome character that I really, really liked. And I was really curious about his philosophy. But he disappeared. Yes, he did. However, Knights of the Old Republic 2 kind of touched on that. Um, And that's, what's her name? Kira Um, or whatever. Yeah, Kira, the Darth, whatever the hell, Darth Kraya. No, Darth Kraya was... Darth Kraya? Either way, uh, Darth Kraya was... um, pushing the philosophy of the middle ground. And if you, if you play the, the cut content, it's, she's basically saying that this, this middle ground that you think you're taking is actually just falling to the dark side. You just don't know it because you think you're uh, pleasing both sides or you think you can take the middle path and there is no middle path. It's either good or bad. See, that's wishy-washy. That's malarkey. Life is not about black and that's so that. Mm. I'm glad I never played the cut content. Okay, so it's pretty good. <laughs> oh no, I actually I understand it is excellent, and that's that's again one of the things that it's just all this effort, all this storytelling, this world building, and everything just is gone, and mm-hmm. it makes you wonder. Well, so I mean, here's one of the things, especially up until I can't remember. I'm drawing a complete blank on the the name of the fran- the the series, the animated series is that they've come out with the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Uh, yeah, Clone Wars. So up until the Clone Wars, if you just watched the movies, with the exception of like the one, the, the some of the bits in the um, the episodes one through three, they really don't explain anything. This is just the way it is. Go do stuff. 
And, you know, they start explaining some of that. And then they, they have some uh, more storytelling time, right? Because they're not trying to cut it down to a, a 90 to 120 minute movie where screen time is expensive because you're, you know, film or whatever. Uh, they, you're, they're able to get more in depth into the world as opposed to saying this is a fantastic world and people are running around using Jedi powers and blah, you know. Uh, so um, the video games at the time were really able to flesh that out. And so I played uh, a good amount of the video games, but I never read any of the uh, actual extended universe books at all. So, I mean, I totally got my fill on all the the Star Wars uh, franchise, but the, the fluff behind the scenes stuff from that. And it was, man, it was great. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that, that uh, the movies were unable to do more, but, the first movie, which is now episode four, A New Hope, right, introduced us to the universe in such a way that we all were just captivated by it. You got to remember, I mean, granted, we were very young uh, when that movie came out, uh, if at all. And still, that one movie set up a universe that we are sitting here discussing and saying stuff like, well, the movies obviously couldn't give us everything that we needed, which is, again, I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, there was enough in the movie for us to fill in the blanks with our toys and everything like that and, mm -hmm. and tell more stories that the movie alone, even if there wasn't any expanded universe besides the toys, was more than enough for us to be satisfied. And as each movie came out, we found out more about the universe in many ways also what was lacking in the universe. But one, two, and three, which is four, five, and six, to be less confusing, New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, was a full and complete storyline that gave us just enough hint of the world. And it caused such a demand for more content, which brought us into the expanded universe, brought us into these video games. And if you look at the timeline, and we'll have a, a link to a, a, a website that we've uh, stolen a lot of this information from. Wikipedia? Um, no. Wikipedia <laughs> is actually awful to read because they break it up in different ways. Actually, Wikipedia, if you do search for Wikipedia, Wikipedia does reflect exactly what I'm talking about because it breaks down by games by movie and when they come out. And it's it's very interesting because uh, except for uh, A New Hope because of how early it was um, – everything really started coming out during the time of Empire Strikes Back and, and whatnot. So pretty much video games here followed alongside with the development of, of the movies uh, as they went on. It's just, it's just really, it's weird to say we have one movie that gave us everything. And then the other 19 movies didn't give us enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like, in some ways they tried to explain too much, which actually takes it away. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say one word and, and we've already talked about it a little bit, but midichlorians. Yeah. It would have been okay if they never, if they, if they never said explicitly midichlorians, if they said, Oh, you know, Hey, it's, if they left it kind of ambiguous, not, not like in the, in the super religious context, but if they left it kind of ambiguous without basically nailing it down to a science, I think so many people would have like been felt way better about that. Or if they took a page from Star Trek, <laughs> see, I can do it too. But yeah. if they took a page from Star Trek and used techno babble to say, "Oh, his well, force ratings off the yeah," well, well, no, the midichlorian is well, you have well, an infection. Yeah, <laughs> like like uh, a vampirism or lycanthropy or something. Exactly, which no longer becomes anything, and it removes the whole idea of of the you know 
it, it's weird because it seems like they both want midichlorians and they also want the universe to be taking a special interest in a specific. No, it's bullshit. They just have genetics that have allowed them to be susceptible to little things in their blood. That And, it's, and, and the other problem is when they nail it down that much, then how come? And I guess they do actually kind of get in that and like some of the weird extended empire stuff. Um, why don't they, why can't they just genetically engineer a bunch of like Uber force wielders? Ah, now what's interesting about that, they did. (laughs) And not only that, yeah, it caused issues, but that is getting us outside of our topic, which is not just what went wrong with Star Wars, but what we're talking about, what went wrong with Star Wars video games, the franchise. Well, that's actually really easy to answer. Well, sure, but let's not give that away (laughs) just yet. We all know, and those of you who are, who have played recent Star Wars video games can have kind of a clue. And if you actually Googled right now, Star Wars video games, you probably would get oodles of pages talking about uh, why this is happening, but we want to bring, we want to bring people up to us. We'll we'll start the next step. Now, as many people may be aware, Disney ended up with the, uh, the IP for Star Wars. Ended up. You say it makes it sound like it wasn't, uh, you know, it was inevitable planned. It was structured, man. Uh, yeah. So because the only company that cares more about seeking revenue from their IP more than Lucas was Disney. So and they were they were already partners for a long time back anyway. So it was it was kind of natural that they would be the IP owner. And now the interesting thing about this and and there's a there's a lot of people who complain about the new movies that have come out that they aren't exactly new or groundbreaking. What was the the newest one that introduced Ray and everything like that? Uh, the, the Force Awakens. One? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's not the newest if, one, but yeah, you, if, of the newest ones that showed okay, up, of the newest trilogy, yes, seven, yeah, The Force Awakens. A lot of people complained that it was a retelling of A New Hope in many ways. So we have a history of of the movies repeating the uh, the success of the previous movies. So we're seeing a lot of repetition of ideas, repetition of, yeah, sure. New graphical upgrades. The rules have changed a little bit, maybe a new roster, some old greats showing back up. Does this sound familiar? Because honestly, uh, when, when Disney grabbed star Wars, they gave the publishing rights to the video games, not to LucasArts or to Lucasfilm who had their own, uh, in game in-house gaming company called LucasArts or what was it? Lucas, whatever um maybe it's lucas arts doesn't matter and they gave it to this other company to do and that company was called electronic arts now you may not have heard of electronic arts um I, which i don't blame you i mean they're they they publish yeah, they're, they're, they're a small garage indie publisher. yeah yeah and they publish things uh mostly sports games uh like uh oh fifa 2016, 2017, 2017, or Madden football, 2016. You can see where I'm going with that. They have a habit of taking a, a, a philosophy that works and sticking with it, and it makes them money. Fine, that's great. Disney has been playing safe with their movies, and EA plays safe with their video games. And unfortunately, I don't think it has been working. What EA has been doing to the video games, and we've talked about this, is microtransactions. And in fact, I believe in the, in the I'll, let's bring this call back to the beginning. Uh, Rage 2, which is not by EA, uh, was panned as an interesting game because of microtransactions. Yeah. Battle, well, it, Battle it was kind of is the game that started the whole microtransaction controversy, right? Yeah. No, Skyrim did with uh, oh, Horse Armor. Well, Go yeah, ahead. That, the, I'm talking about the loot box thing in particular. 
Um, yeah. And that was a couple but, of years ago, right? Two, three years ago that, uh, and it's a still a huge deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, it may have started with Skyrim, but it, uh, wasn't, you didn't have us senators talking about it until, uh, uh star Wars. So, yep. Yep. Because why is that? Because it's being, uh, aimed at kids. So, and, and it's gambling. Yep. Or it is being argued that it is gambling. Yes. Which, yeah, you put money in and you, you get a random reward. That is a, that sounds like a gamble to me. So, so, okay. So we have that, we're putting that down. Uh, you know, we're having uninspired or what was once inspired, but it's now just a retread of the same thing over and over again. EA is sitting there and saying, Hey, you know what? This works. Let's not look at anything else because they've canceled uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. What is it? Thirteen, thirteen. Uh, they've canceled a bunch of Star Wars a games. Bunch of games. Yeah, because and here's something. This is this may this may be apocryphal. Apocryphal. Ap- uh, this apocryphal. may be a rumor. <laughs> but maybe a what? A rumor. When one of the devs, the dev team, went and showed to one of the suits at EA, and I may be mis mistelling the story a little. Uh, the game that they're showing, the 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 suit said, "Where's the Wookie?" And because there was no Wookie there, they're like, "Yeah, nobody's going to buy this game. This this isn't this isn't going to be interesting." They don't want to make a game that is not necessarily yeah, safe that people won't recognize. Right, right. They just want to take what works, blend it together, do a little updates, and put it right back out there. I am super surprised EA has not done a battle royale mode for star wars give it time oh, give it time yeah. well now that i've said that you know <laughs> you, know, you know what if uh if ea and lucas arts lucas film disney whatever you want to call them today weren't in this tough about their ip and the whole gambling loot box thing i would not be surprised if there was not already a game for that I really would. What, what you know? It, it's funny. I mean, I I I kind of am drawing a tenuous connection. But if you look at all the issues with directors for um, the Star Wars movies that have come out, and how Disney has has handled those directors, and how they handled uh, controversy and new ideas, Solo for one, uh, Sacking the two guys that were doing it and bringing in um, Ron Howard. The the concept is is that both Disney and EA just seem perfect because they are both very careful with new ideas and or, or not new ideas if you will well no you get yes you're right they want to reuse the same idea over and over again because it works that's what people expect and it makes them money but that's not where you're going to get innovation that's not where you're going to get something new and if you look at everything that's canon from the lego star wars games to all the way back to the uh the uh super nintendo star wars game uh to everything that's been out there not everything has been all that good. No, 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 no. What was the uh, rebel, rebel, whatever it was, it was completely on rails all the way through. Rebel Assault? Rebel Assault, yes. Yeah, it looked great, but it was a terrible game. So that's the thing. There was nothing moving forward. And if you looked at the expanded universe, you could pick up four Star Wars books and odds are not one of them would be good. But the fifth book that you picked up would have been stellar, would have been absolutely amazing. So, you know, that's, and that's what brought people back was the fact that things were different, but now we're not seeing that. And I think with EA and their attitude of let's microtransact everything, let's suck as much money out of things that we know are safe. And we're not going to innovate per se. We're just going to do what we know is safe because, hey, you know, it works over in Madden and it works over in FIFA and, and, you know, it works over in the NHL games and NBA games. And, and they're just going to take that 
philosophy and say, well, sports fans are one thing. Star Wars fans are exactly the same, and, but they're not. But but, but we kind of are. <laughs> um, there was a time when I would, oh, Star Wars game? Uh, yeah, I'll buy it. There was a time, I, I like to say. Um, that was last Friday, right? <laughs> Like I, like I was uh, about to say, um, recently I would have purchased anything with Star Wars on it. Um, same as I do with uh, my favorite sports team or, or Far Cry. Or Far Cry. I wasn't going to go there. Except for uh, Fallout. <laughs> well, that's, it's been a running gag yeah, <laughs> for the past couple episodes. But, but Far Cry is not a sport, so there's that. Like, um, basically. These sports are real, man. <laughs> Uh, but Far Cry is not an esports game. Uh, but anyway, um, not yet. I would have. Yeah, true. Uh, hopefully, they get the battle royale crap correct. Uh, yeah, exactly. Far Cry battle. How can you not get that correct? That is like a tried and anyway. <laughs> I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah, keep Let's, going. We're you good. know what? Hey, let me it feed this like, to you again. It sounds like next so, uh, next show's topic is about esports. How, about esports? I don't know anything about that. Be perfect. So, how are Sports fans and Star Wars fans similar, Brandon. Um, they 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 breathe the same type of, or they breed the same type of loyalty and fan uh, and, and and fan base. They they're pretty much the same. You see uh, kids walking around with Star Wars shirts and stuff like that, bought by their parents who will buy anything Star Wars. Those kids are being indoctrinated. You know, it's a it's a cycle. They 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 everyone likes Star Wars now, so it's the same type. But here's the problem. You know, people are still buying Madden. People are still buying FIFA. People are still buying NBA. Now, NBA, of course, is another animal entirely. It is the closest to, because of how badly they've botched some of it, it is the closest to the the Star Wars stuff. But we have people who are not buying Star Wars games, who are who are not necessarily all that fun. Battlefront 2 is not a success. Battlefront 2 being the latest Star Wars game to come um, out. It's not, why is it? What's the difference? It's there? it's not necessarily a failure either. It's in that silly little middle ground where it's too popular to be a failure, but too crappy to be popular. Well, okay. Here's here's the thing. Even it could sell millions of units, but if it doesn't hit their projections, it's a failure. I mean, that's like Battlefield yeah, Five. Battlefield Five is said, technically a failure because it didn't meet their sales projections. Same thing. Even uh, though it made more than money back, then it it spat, cost us to yeah, do everything for it. Go ahead, I was going to say the same thing. Well, not the same thing with um, Anthem. Anthem is a completely different failure, but that's that's a whole other show. I don't think I even want to talk about Anthem. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't even want to. Let's let's leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> let's <clears throat> moving right along. You want to talk about Star Wars math? Jabba's game galaxy. <laughs> what Star Wars math? That, uh, well, I mean, at the list. When you, yeah, when you said, <laughs> "I'll buy any game," you know, branded Star Wars. I I'm looking at, I'm like, there are a shit ton yes. of Star Wars games that I did not even know existed, and I own quite right. a few of them. I, I really do. You, do. do you own no, Jabba's Math? Jabba's Math, no, but I okay. do own Connect Star Wars. I don't have a Connect. I do own friggin' uh, what Force Unleashed Two because it was actually a halfway decent game. I do own Battlefront Elite Squadron. I've never played it. <laughs> I've never, I've never played a Battlefront game, which is weird. But I own really. Yeah. Because I mean, I I played the original ones, the original nope. Battlefront. Even, I own the originals. I did, I did never play them. Let, let me let me tell you. There's there's something. I mean, as you know, it's it's basically a battlefield gameplay, mm-hmm. right? But there's something 
special about rolling up as a uh, droidica and then unrolling and then just mowing down people. It's it's a beautiful. <laughs> I thing. mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure it is, but uh, I just I just never. It wasn't it wasn't a game that I knew I was going to play. I knew I was just going to buy it to buy it. The same, like I own three different copies of the Force Unleashed. <laughs> Okay. So, well, I heard I heard Force Unleashed was a very very solid game. It is. Though, so, I, there, no, yes, it really, it really is. is. It yeah. could have been so much more, but whatever. You know, story wise, blah blah blah. Again, I, I I own multiple copies of a lot of Star Wars games. I own a lot of Star Wars games for the simple fact that they were Star Wars games, and I was in the store and had money in my pocket to burn. I have no impulse control. <laughs> So wait a second, wait a second. You're our perfect example of this. We were just saying that sports fans yeah. and Star Wars fans are the That's same. Right. And yet I'm saying the EA genres or the EA era of games have turned off that instant purchase idea. And that's exactly what you they said. Have. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Recent, the, the recent games I have not touched because honestly, I have a little bit more self-control now as far as <laughs> no no really why haven't you why haven't you bought it bought, bought it that's uh the, the battlefront 2 battlefront 2 um i didn't buy like when they announced it i knew i wasn't gonna buy it at that point um i i just had decided i wasn't i wasn't gonna do it anymore um now if they re-release kotor with an hd pack i'm gonna buy it yeah but that's not ea it's bioware though Oh yeah, but it is Bioware pre EA, so ah uh, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, well they'll put in they'll put they'll do something to screw it up like the HD packs the for for purple lightsabers you need to pay five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or to get to get Karth to actually goddamn talk to you, <laughs> you have to do a microtransaction, something like that. But but you see what I mean though. Um, as a as a sports fan, I do pretty much the same thing with my uh, DC United stuff. If I see a DC United thing in the store, I'm going to buy it. Um, if I if I see if I see something from DC United, I'm gonna buy it because that's my team. If I see uh, something Subaru branded in the store, which is very rare, I'm gonna buy it. Although that is why I have a bunch of toys on my desk. Um, so so here's 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 the question. Why in the face of Star Wars is it failing? Is it because Star Wars fans don't want to be playing the same game over and over again? They want to be playing games that are slightly different, that have different things added to it. Uh, it is it because of the style of game? Is it because of microtransactions? What exactly is it? I personally think it's because they don't they don't innovate. I think it's story. Uh, people want to be told a story. You know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. They want to be told a story. So if they're not telling a story and they're just saying, by the way, last time on, yeah, nobody gives a shit. They want to be told that that overarching, huge, massive story. This is a, a it's a Star Wars. It's a and global, they, yep. uh, not global, uh, a galactic wide conflict. And they want to be told a story. So if they're not yep. telling a story, then it's not going to work. That's. That's it right there. Ken, do you disagree with that? Uh, that was uh, a better way of putting exactly what I was going to say. Hey, that's that's it, guys. <laughs> and we're done. doesn't matter who the publisher is. It doesn't matter who the, the company that owns the movies. If you're not telling a story. You're not making a Star Wars yeah, thing. I, I personally, I prefer Star Wars RPGs. The Star Wars MMO was fantastic for me because it told a story. Yeah, it did. New games are well, not telling well, a story. Well, by Star Wars MMO, do you mean both of them or Galaxies <laughs> versus uh, see, Tour? See, I think we can. Yeah, let's go into the next section and then I, I will address that.
server real quick. Oh, speaking of overheating, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, hey, I want to do a magic trick for you. You ready? Jar Jar Binks. Fucking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about him? Uh, no, nothing. I got, I got the, uh, I got the magic reaction that I was waiting for. Okay. <laughs> mutter, mutter, and then what do you want to talk about him for? <laughs> so, uh, Ken asked a question of Brandon, which was, I don't know, what was the question? Ken, I can't remember, man. It was like <laughs> three hours ago. Okay, um, so yeah, I've re- yeah. rebooted my Urkinisher since then. So why don't you refresh us? Okay, okay, well, Ken asked Brandon, "Hey, did you enjoy both of the Star Wars MMOs?" Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did, but for different reasons. The first Star Wars MMO, Star Wars Galaxies, for those that don't know, before some certain patches, was a, <laughs> um, it wasn't a story-driven MMO. You had to make your own story in the world. So. When interacting with other people, other role players in particular, you, you know, you created your narrative and that was your story. And it was, it was fantastic. Uh, The Old Republic, or flashing forward to the Old Republic, it was a story-driven MMO. And, you know, you played through your story with other people if you chose, solo if you chose, but it was still story-driven. You were being told a story. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy those. Now, if they come out with a new MMO, it probably won't be story-driven because, uh, Single player's dead. Yeah. Single player's dead, and so is the story-driven MMO, apparently. (laughs) Stories are hard. Yeah, exactly. Narrative is difficult. Well, it it actually is, though, because you have to engage writers to write stories that don't suck. Which me and you got a lot of moving parts, so it's well. We and we also yeah. did talk a little bit about this when we talked about what made uh, World of Warcraft so great, and then how mm-hmm. it kind of fell apart when it suddenly became you were the only hero with all these other people walking next to right. you. We're also yeah. being told the only hero, so it is a, it is a difficult thing to to look at. Now uh, we're gonna we're into a quicker uh, summary content, and I'm gonna do it this way. As we were talking during the break, um, we came up with a great way of summarizing everything. Uh, Ken, Ken, you were you were busy rebooting your air conditioner, so what we're gonna say is, Brandon, you enjoyed playing Battlefield Five, right? Yes, yes, I did very much. Battlefield, so. Battlefield Five is a, is a fantastic uh, shooter game, and I do enjoy playing it when now, I play. It could be argued, and I'm not going to really argue it, but just for simplicity's sake, we can say the new Battlefront 2, which is the Star Wars game, is fairly similar uh, to Battlefield Battlefront Battlefield 5. But what is the difference between Battlefield 5 and Battlefront 2? Let me put it this way. In Battlefield, I understand that my role is um, a soldier... Uh, in World War, whatever the hell World War, <laughs> in World War II. Um, and I'm essentially cannon fodder for this battle. The battle the battle doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, that's that's the story that I understand it in Battlefield. And it's never been anything more or less. It's just yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. I've always been, a, it's always just a soldier game. It, it doesn't really matter. Now, you can get into to, um, Battlefield Bad Company, but that's something completely different. But and Battlefield that games succeeds in itself for other reasons. Yes, Battlefield games. You are the soldier on the your grunt. That's it. That's that's what you're. You're not, you know, General Patton. <laughs> now in Star Wars, you can essentially the battles in Star Wars themselves are, are background to Star Wars. That's the story you're talk, of you're Star talking Wars. The movies, right? Right. I, no, I'm talking the movies. Most of the video games. 
the the books, all of it. The battles themselves are never the real focus. It, they're just background. You don't get a list of, oh, well, these soldiers were in Able Squadron of the 507th Infantry. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cared about that. Um, well, so, so what about Bad Company? The Bad Company series in Battlefield. Is that what you're talking about? We no. did touch on that real quick. Okay. That. We put I'm that sorry. aside already. <laughs> yeah, all right. Never mind. Sorry. So, Ken, uh, apparently you missed out while you were rebooting your air conditioner. I yes. asked uh, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, in, in, in Star Wars, the battles themselves have never been the actual focus. Um, you know, you have battles happening during other things going on, like uh, uh, the battle for Naboo. Nobody is really worried about the the soldiers that are being killed by the droidicas nobody cares they care about what anakin is doing on a, on a ship when he's four years old uh, sorry, not four. <laughs> when he's seven years old <laughs> i'll try a barrel that's a good trick exactly so so those are the things that people cared about they cared about the story not necessarily the battles themselves that's why i can't get into the battlefront games because i'm not i'm not a, a major player in that in that story and not, i play uh, a genre game. appropriate yeah, well, I, see, but it, it kind of is, but it, for me, it's not. And and I think I think that really does hit on the issue with why uh, Star Wars games are not successful. What went wrong? They're no longer story based. You can have battles like uh, you can have a battle game that has a storyline to it, and Battlefront doesn't. Yeah, it and it doesn't. On you know, we can say it's canon. It doesn't matter whether it's canon or not. It, it, the battles themselves in Battlefront don't matter. <laughs> they, they weren't. I mean, they are important battles in the Star Wars canon, but you're seeing it from the the perspective of a soldier on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's to me. To me, it just doesn't. It doesn't hit the the Star Wars narrative notes for me in and order to to play. And Battlefront, or, yeah, the Battlefront games actually aren't bad games. You know, functionality wise, they 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 hit all the same notes as as any of the other battlefield games. But for some reason, you know, even with the microtransactions, even with all the other stuff that EA does, they just aren't as popular. And uh yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So yeah, I, I like I said, I I I I play Star Wars games for the story. I don't play them for the actual battles you know don't get me wrong um i like fighting uh darth revan as much as the next person or not darth revan uh darth malik as much as the next person um sorry spoiler <laughs> yeah um does it count though it's like a 15 year old game no it, it doesn't count because i'll tell you most people don't even know who those people are it's just, yeah it's probably true, true. The, the <laughs> most star wars fans because because those aren't canon so. Yeah. Well, the ones who do probably already know and agree with your statement that uh, lack of story equals lack of success. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, all right. that's my so, take. <laughs> I, I fully agree with that. Um, let's let's hit up the, the lightning round real quick. I think this is going to be a quick one. Uh, so, uh, Ken, do you want to ask? It's, this one was you. So which uh, IP is better for video games, Star Wars or Star Trek? Huh. Huh. Uh, shit. I mean, I obviously, I think, and I haven't actually looked up and done the numbers, but I think Star Wars has a vast, uh, larger catalog of games. Um, you but know some what? of them are complete garbage compared I, to Star Trek, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say that Star Wars has more games. Star Trek has better games. Some better games. Well, let me think. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm no. trying to think of, uh, no... now i got to pull up a list of Star Trek games. The, I, I, yeah, I, gotta I can't One think of, of a the... Star Star Trek game that that I put as much time into as I did KOTOR or KOTOR 2. 
not oh, yeah. even Star Trek the MMO? Um, I put a lot of hours into that, but I wouldn't say that it's on par. I would put that on par with the 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 Old Republic MMO. I wouldn't put it on par. I wouldn't put it on par as uh, with Kotor. Okay. Um, there's there's no Star Trek game that I would put on par with Kotor. As a matter of fact, there aren't that many Star Trek games that I've actually played. Yeah, and so I'm I'm looking at the list now because I didn't think there was quite as many. I thought Star Wars had a lot more games, and I'm not sure about that actually uh there are a lot of star trek games um because you had like the away team franchise uh which is the first person you know thing you had uh, uh all the like the klingon academy type games and and 25th anniversary there's there's actually a lot of star trek games mm, but not as many holy sh- not yeah there are yeah <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but I think a lot more of those are um, like sequel add-on kind of things versus yeah. uh, like in Star Wars where they're a lot more standalone, whether or not they're sequel standalones or not. But And the, the Star Trek game started in 1971, apparently, <laughs> with a text game. Uh, yeah, that didn't... Well, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, if you played the Star Trek script game on the PDP-10... <laughs> You are legitimately an old fart, and you have some mad props from me. You should actually, you should actually join the crew. You should actually uh, send us an email, and we'll be happy to actually uh, have you on as a segment. Actually, and you'll get a copy of Blood and Bacon, that and is we will give you a copy of Blood and Bacon, not certified to be compatible with the PDP ten. I'm probably sure we can probably backport it. Pretty though. good on it, yeah. Though, um, you know, I, in my opinion, I really think uh, the Star Wars universe pre-EA would have been the best place uh, because, again, the stories were better. So so, so hold on. In let the me, games. Me, in the games. Let me ask real quick, because uh, we touched on this in the pre-talk. Certain star, actually, probably when, when one of the five times Ken dropped, um, the, <laughs> the pre-Disney acquisition and, and unification of the canon um, games like uh, Jedi Knight and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. The stuff that happened, you know, after Luke set up his academy and stuff like that in the uh, uh, EU, those games you're saying, or, or you're saying that is a uh, is a more fertile um, pasture for for video games versus yes. Star Trek. Yes, but Star Trek yeah. has this wonderful thing where they introduce time travel into anything. Ah! No. <laughs> Ah, you're paying me back for the Jar Jar Binks comment, aren't you? I yeah. am. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, for those that aren't aware, I find Star Tra- uh, uh, time travel in Star Trek to be horrible, lazy, terrible, and will just, just absolutely <laughs> wait, just wait, 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 wait. You said Star Trek and lazy as in the, they're different things? Uh <laughs> I, I don't know how to parse that right at the moment. Uh, yeah. There are some there are some episodes all the way across up until Voyager. Obvious uh, bait that, is obvious. Yeah, that mm-hmm. are excellent. You know that do you know the original series had some great commentary based on the timeline or the time period it was in. Um, timeline, you said it right the first time. Well, <laughs> uh, and I will say the Deep Space Nine, where they went back in time to the original series, was clever. But then yeah. that was it. That, that was a fun episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. That's a great episode. Listen and then they up. tried to revisit the well over and over again, and blah, blah, blah. I hate time travel in Star Trek. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time time travel is at best a uh, sticky situation for most things, but somebody who, uh, a franchise like Star Trek that goes back to it all the time or very frequently is. Hey, the man, they had a temporal Cold War recently. In, uh, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, Do you guys so, have okay. any final remarks that isn't about time travel? Well, no, I want to uh, I want to expand this a little bit. Um, so a follow up question, I guess, would be for your Star Trek games or sorry, Star Wars games. I confuse those two all the time. Me too. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, three three uh, kind of follow ups, though, since I know you all have played some uh, Star Wars games in the past. Um, what was your favorite Star Wars game? Kodor. Uh, Kodor one. Yeah. Yes. Patrick, did you have one? Uh-huh. Have yeah. you ever played well, a Star Wars game? I have played a Star Wars game. Um, honestly, I would have to say Knights of the Old Republic as well. I, that, that, but uh, see, okay, that's a really. Well, so I, I don't mean what you think is the best. The the one that you liked the most. The one that I liked the most. Oh, geez. Yeah, would be Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Um, the one that I liked. The one that actually made Star Wars different for me was. Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Was that just, so? I got. Did you play a lot of the multiplayer or just the single player? That you the single player. The single player story was fantastic for me. I I, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it, it's as a matter of fact, if um if you look at my my old Republic characters, they're all related to that to the character oh, nice. I made in in Jedi Academy. Okay. So that's that's how I, I structured it in my. That's the story that I told. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I played a lot of JK2 and JKA multiplayer. I don't know if I've actually ever finished the single player story in, in Dark Forces JK or uh, JKA. So that's that's bad on me. They're on Steam. Like yep. two bucks, you know? I probably already own them all. They yeah. go on sales a bundle all the time. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, a, sip, a follow-up question. Uh, what is the Star Wars game that you thought was the worst that you played? Oh, uh, I said that one already. The one that was on Rails, uh, Rebel Real, Alliance or whatever it is. Rogue. Uh, Rebel Assault. Rebel Assault. Yes, that one was horrible. Okay. So for me, for me, it was Force Commander, which was the uh, the RTS. Force Commander. I yeah, it was actually based. Uh, I I didn't know this, and I looked it up because I was like, you know, let's find out a a tidbit about Force Commander and make me sound intelligent and informed. Um, it was actually built on the Age of Empires engine. Oh, really? So, yeah. This should have been fantastic then. Uh. Well, it was what it was, but the problem is I think they tried to, you know, shove too much Star Wars stuff into it, and it just it was not a great game. I don't think it did very well. The thing that really did it for me was the they had like a, a heavy metal rendition of like the all the theme songs and stuff like that, and just like what what is going on here? It just came across as a mess uh, to me. No, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. There was a fighting game called the uh, Masters of Terrace Kai. Oh, yeah, Terrace Kazi. Yeah, Terrace Kazi. Yes, that had I an excellent game version of of one of the uh the star wars themes on it no, no, no. the best star wars theme is i'm solo look it up seriously yes yes on on the on the wii yes yep yep, yep. and that would be my worst game also that would be okay what is that uh star wars um i don't know dance scene. academy whatever yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh yeah yeah the ddr kind of thing right seriously that solo song if you play it it will earworm you and it will stay with you forever nice <laughs> I think you've linked it to uh, like our various like discords and stuff like that in the past. And, oh, I have. <laughs> so then I'll follow up with uh, the last uh, supplemental question. What is, is there any particular Star Wars game you, that you played that you liked that you think is maybe underrated? Not so much. Um, the the uh, what is it? Uh, N64 one. Um... Well, I'll, I'll answer while he's doing that. Uh, any of the Lego Star Wars games. Yes, okay. I know that they're popular, but they should really be played by everybody. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, one of them when they first came out, I think. Um, but for me, it was actually uh, Pod Racer. 
I, I really oh, liked Pod Racer. Good call. Good it call. Was, That's it. Yeah. it was exactly what it set out to be. It was fun. Um, and actually, there are a couple arcades around here when I still even remotely went near arcades um, that had the uh, the sit down simulation arcade cabinet for it. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good game. Um, it would be Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Okay. First person oh, shooter. Yep. Yeah. Dash Rendar was the the main character. Yeah. Was, that was uh, that was Han a good Solo-like. one. Like, yep. yep. I enjoyed it a lot. I played that game for uh, hours, many, many, many hours, sneaking home from school to play that game. Nice. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yep. 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 So, that was a really good one. All um, right. Oh. Yeah. I think that's good. Do you have anything else you want to say? I will tell you the best Star Trek game out there right now. Yeah, go for is, it. Is uh, uh, the VR game Bridge Commander? Um, that's not a Star Trek game. Uh, the best Star Trek Star Trek Online is a fantastic game. It is. Uh, Are you talking about Bridge Crew or Bridge? Yeah, Commander? Br- Bridge, Bridge Crew. Crew. Bridge Crew. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I was like, how could that not be a Star? Oh, I must have said. So that okay, since since you opened that can of worms. Um, do you think it is fantastic because it is the you know the Artemis or there's uh, oh it's like because I can play with games Artemis, that are yeah. they're basically co-op ship crew kind of things. Yep, Do you think it's why. good because it implements that well or because it is a Star Trek? Because it implements that well, you could skin okay. it no matter what, and it'd still be yeah, a great game. That, that's that is really true. My my question about that is how much? See, I, I've I've I played Artemis with with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't necessarily find it particularly enjoyable it was just interesting it was like oh huh weird um so i'm sorry you're just gonna have to sell me on bridge crew can you do that in two minutes sell bridge crew to me it's easier than artemis it's fun and it's in vr and you can make rude gestures at other people in vr yeah that that really is if that doesn't if that doesn't do it for you then there's no other way um it actually feels like you're on a starship it really does um being in the vr realm being able to reach down and touch what looks like uh, a console and and really do the things that uh makes you feel like you're you know you could be chief o'brien or you could be you know Worf or you could be wesley you know it could be it, it's <laughs> i want to be wesley you, well, you really want to be shut wesley? Up West. the only wesley i want to be is the <laughs> wesley that is uh editing princess bride no doing doing his uh, tabletop series oh I, you I, mean the I, one that has played wesley Will Wheaton? Yeah, Will Wheaton. So, yeah, no, it, I, you know, it's it, honestly, there's no way to sell it. If it doesn't appeal to you, it doesn't appeal to you. But it's also pretty cool to sit down with three other people and uh, pretend to fly a spaceship and uh, shoot down uh, Klingons. Yeah, I, I, the appeal is a co-op, single goal, working together, uh, social game more than anything else. So, yep. Uh, it's the social games that I, I kind of don't like. Um, one of our previous guests likes to play those ship simulator things, and I just I don't understand them. I, I just don't get them. It's it may, maybe it's just me. I think uh, for a lot of those, assuming you're talking about Chris, I think uh, his perspective is, uh, and I'm not. Uh, this is not canon. You have to ask him his perspective individually. This is legendary. This is but uh, this is my uh, my perspective on what I think his perspective is. Is uh, it's kind of a, a more of a hold my beer, let's get drunk and make mistakes together and laugh about it. Yeah, that's probably correct. That describes quite a lot of stuff for a lot of our friends, to be honest with you. Yes, uh, we might have a problem with that. Uh, yeah, um, I think should. that's why Atlas yeah. is as popular as it is, because it's similar to that, isn't it? 
you all can crew the same ship. Uh, nah, so you can. Uh, in practice, though, you have NPCs do all the important stuff like adjusting your sails and shooting your guns. Um, so well, you know, we're really getting a little off. far afield here we about are. Star Wars yeah. and Star Trek. So let's uh, let's let's go ahead and close this up a little bit. Uh, any final remarks, Ken? What you got? I got nothing, man. I think I said it all. All right, Brandon. No, I'm good. Well, live long and may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> may your midichlorians be clean i don't know i don't i, I don't know I'm going you i almost said a yeah never mind uh-huh. so yep. i know what yeah, i almost said yes yeah okay. ron jeremy <laughs> directing the next star wars movie <laughs> there are some parodies if you're inclined to look the, that kind of thing up. we do not suggest that so uh guys uh star wars is failing because it uh, tells a better story when it doesn't try to tell the same story or something and uh, and single player storytelling. Storytelling is dead. That's why Star Trek is not working. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wars. Sorry, Wars. I, you know, when Gandalf said to use the Force, uh, Zelda, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> goodbye, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. I Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next time around. Blood and bacon.